Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for 20 years, 3,900 plus film reviews. You can read there anytime at Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Not only do I do film reviews in podcast form right here, but you can also catch exclusively some of my takes in more conversational format with J.D. Duran and Brendan Cassidy on the In Session Film Podcast. You can go to InSessionFilm.com for all the details on that. Today I'm going to be looking at the latest film from Disney. It's an animated feature called Moana. Animated adventure fantasy. It's PG rated for peril, some scary images, and brief thematic elements. The cast includes some names I may be having a difficult time pronouncing. Auli Cravajo, Dwayne Johnson, Rachel House, Timuera Morrison, Jermaine Clement, Nicole Scherzinger, and Alan Tudyk. The directors are Ron Clements and John Musker, and Jared Bush provides the screenplay, although there's a plethora of people who worked on the actual storyline for this film as it went through many, many iterations. In the movie Moana, played by Cravajo, or at least voiced by her, this is her debut performance, by the way, and it's actually a really good one. Moana is the chief's daughter within her tribe. Uh, the island nation is known as Motunui, which I guess is an island off of the coast of New Zealand. People from New Zealand or just geography experts can correct me. Unlike most of the girls in her village, I guess she's Maori, she's destined to be the chief of her tribe one day and will end up pushing her people to further greatness in that insular community. At least that's the idea. In this community, at this time anyway, traveling beyond their surrounding reef is forbidden for reasons that get to be explained later in the film. There is a lack of fishing in the area. There is disease in the plant life that causes the coconuts and other things that they eat to be rotting out. This is caused by a curse that happened about a millennia ago and it's really affecting them and their ability to sustain themselves. So that has Moana having to exercise her leadership skills by actually contemplating going beyond the horizon to find enough food for all of her people. In order to reverse the curse, Moana has to go on this grand ocean quest to find the source of what's causing all of their woes. And that means she has to enlist the services of this demigod named Maui, who's voiced by Dwayne Johnson. He's this immortal shapeshifter who has to return this long-lost magical emerald stone that he once stole in order to gain power and to give more power to the people kind of like Prometheus style. But unfortunately, that has changed the world for the worse since that's happened. So as far as Moana as a film, obviously Disney has continued their expansion, their exploration toward more world culture in their stories. This one takes a jaunt to Polynesian society. Some of that was explored before in the past with their film Lilo and Stitch. But I think Moana ends up being one of their best efforts, at least in recent years. It's steeped in the culture of that region, in the Polynesian culture. The island paradise of Moana and her people, it's all full of rich flavor. The possibilities there are rarely, if ever, captured on the big screen in a movie, so it's really refreshing to see that captured here. I think that this is going to be a film that appeals to all ages and all walks of life, as with many of the best of the Disney brand. You know, there really are stakes here, because there's a possible end to the beauty of Moana's life and all of her people who live in harmony with nature. And that's especially heartbreaking to see all go for naught because it really is a paradise there, not only for the people, but 
just looking at how gorgeous and happy and free from worry all of these locals seem, I think the main highlight of Moana as a film comes with its use of songs. This is a musical, as with Frozen, to capture the mood of the scenes and to reveal additional aspects of the various personalities that you're going to find within the epic storyline. In addition to the styles of Disney regular Mark Mancina, who did songs for like Planes and Planes Fire and Rescue and many others, there are also songs here from the red-hot Lin-Manuel Miranda, who, if you're not keeping up with what's going on in the entertainment world, he really was catapulted to fame because of his work on the stage musical Hamilton. That became a record-breaking Broadway success. Disney happened to have enlisted his services before he really became very famous, so they lucked out here. And he ends up peppering the film with a lot of catchy and very topical tunes Moana's theme, the song called How Far I'll Go, which ends up getting reprised several times throughout this movie, that's really a supreme standout. I think that that will go down possibly as a song as popular as, say, Let It Go was for the Frozen film. And interspersed with more relevant ditties from South Pacific talent, I'm going to mispronounce this, I'm sure, but so I'm sorry, Opataya Fawai, who provides more of that local Polynesian flavor to some of the sounds that you hear in between some of the main set-piece songs. Now, not to be outdone, Moana's visuals, in addition to the songs that we hear here, are really jaw-dropping. There are phenomenal character designs, really stunning conceptual art that you see throughout this film. The seascapes and the landscapes, too, are very richly presented. A lot of blues and greens. It's beautiful to look at. The editing techniques throughout this film, in particular, I think, are really mesmerizing. It's a very fluid way that Disney and company are really presenting this film. You can just watch this and you get absorbed into it right away. The momentum, because of all of these technical achievements, really builds to carry us from beginning to end to become enwrapped in its story without really missing much of a beat. I will say, you know, the film does experience an occasional minor lull or two. There are moments, I will admit, where I started to fade out just a little bit. And I think that that's because the film does take a few little minor detours here and there, little side jaunts that are meant to draw out more of those musical or comedic moments. For instance, there's this piece in this film that really is a highlight for some people. You know, there's this really expanded David Bowie-inspired sequence that features the vocals of Jermaine Clement. He plays this massive crab named Tamatoa. A lot of people really praise the movie for that sequence, uh, especially fans of Clement and the way that he sang and did music on HBO's Flight of the Concords. But for me, that part was probably the most lengthy diversion, and I wasn't as into it as some other people seem to have been. But that's just one of many set pieces, really delightful ones. So really, it's hard to criticize. I'll take that sequence because of the strength of the rest of the film. One of the highlights for me was this battle sequence with miniature pirates who wear these war-painted coconut shells as shielding. Other people have described them as coconuts who actually fight people. I think that they're not coconuts. I think they're people in coconut shells, but also of special interest in terms of the visuals and and kind of unique visual styles of this film. Maui, as uh, voiced by Dwayne Johnson, he is very a large demigod and he has these tattoos all over his body and those tattoos actually are animated they really come to life in this 2d animated style we watch these hand-drawn representations of either him or people on his chest you know these come to life as kind of this greek chorus to comment to maui or to us as far as how 
they feel coming on. They talk to Maui, not verbally, but kind of in their own way, about various things along this odyssey. And they usually give Maui more of a conscientious take as to what he's doing to counteract his own tendency for his egotism and his selfish outlook on life. Disney also does a really good job by bolstering the cast of actors with actual people from Pacific Island descent in its main roles. Aoli Cravajo, who's from Hawaii, Dwayne Johnson of Samoan heritage, Jermaine Clement, who's actually half of Maori and New Zealand descent. Their respective personalities are bringing a lot of wonderful life and flavor to the roles of Moana and Maui and some of these others. Their interactions, their banter, they really draw forth some of the best comedic, the best heartfelt moments that Moana as a film has to offer. The sporting characters all have their moments to shine as well. There's really good casting here. And even the ocean itself becomes a character who is out to assist Moana in her quest to bring health and harmony back to her region of the world. This one's directed, as I mentioned, by Ron Clements and John Musker. They brought us such Disney musical animated feature classics like Aladdin and The Little Mermaid. If you love those films, this definitely is in keeping with that, although this is a 3D animated feature, unlike those hand-drawn ones. There's really a wonderful flow to this film that feels almost effortless, really. And despite the fact that there are you know thousands of people that were involved in keeping all of these multitudinous pieces of putting this film together narratively or thematically or tonally, it does come together almost seamlessly. And I think that that's one of the great things about the Disney way of movie making. All of these people work really well in concert with each other. Although the movie does adhere to traditional formulas for Disney heroes and specifically princesses, I do think that there's a freshness that permeates Moana. It deviates somewhat from the princess formula in a couple of significant ways. For instance, there's not really any kind of romance that's in the storyline, unlike most of your other Disney princess films. And also, this story doesn't have any inspiration or it's not really adapted from other source material. It's kind of like Brave in that way, but I think that more people will take to Moana more than they did Brave because of the more universal aspects of the storyline. So Moana does have very appealing characters. It's beautifully animated. The music is toe-tapping throughout. There are enough changes in scenery within the Odyssey of Storyline to keep the pace picked up just when the story might have slowed down. I think this is a mythical and marvelous all-ages film experience. It's a must-see for those who love the Disney brand, as well as for anybody just looking for something to captivate the minds and the hearts of the entire family for an hour and a half or two hours, however long it may be. So, you know, it's a humorous film. It's not a laugh riot, but I do think that this is a very effervescent film. It's very amusing and entertaining in a very broadly likable way. It offers just about every audience something to chuckle about or admire within the context of the grand adventure. So I think that Moana, as a character, is a sure shot to be a popular addition to the voluminous Disney princess lineup. I think she'll hold her own as far as fan favorites within that very select group. And I think that Moana, as a film, is one of the biggest delights of 2016. I really didn't have very many faults with Moana. Occasional lulls are easily eclipsed by the magical and really wonderful aspects of this movie. It's one of the best Disney films I've seen in a long time, so I'm going to give this one a generous four stars out of four. I really think that this is a film that's a must-see for anybody who likes Disney or wants to take their family to go see a movie that's going to be a delight for young and old. This really is a really wonderful movie. Four stars out of four for Moana. As my stepdaughter said, who's only four years old, it's amazing. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you do, I do encourage you to go to iTunes to leave a review and let other people know what you think of the show. Also, if you want to catch more of my work, don't forget Clipster.net for my written reviews, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And for some of my other podcast reviews, go to InSessionFilm.com. 